May I speak to the glory of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. A few weeks ago, Andrew emailed me to ask which set of readings we were going to use for this Sunday, since there were three options at least. Following the common worship lectionary, there was the choice of the first Sunday of Christmas or the feast of St. John the Evangelist. Alternatively, we could have switched to the Roman lectionary, which we do on occasions, and celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family. Without thinking it through, I replied quickly that we'll keep the first Sunday of Christmas, aware next week we're into Epiphany, so then there wouldn't be any Sundays of Christmas. I didn't look at what the Gospel reading was. Those of you who were here on Christmas morning, do you notice anything about the Gospel reading? I see one, but it's the same one or part of it at least. On Friday, on Christmas morning, we had Luke 2, 1 to 20. And then today we've heard Luke 2, 15 to 21. One or two people suggested maybe I could repeat the same sermon as I used on Christmas morning to see whether anyone noticed. That didn't seem quite right to me. I did wonder whether maybe I could arrange a pulpit swap with a priest from another parish, then we could have used the sermons we'd each used on Christmas morning in a different place. But that seemed fairly short notice, and I wanted to be here, not anywhere else. So instead, I thought we'd think about angels. I wonder, have any of you ever seen an angel? Or do you know anyone who has? I may have said to you before that I have in my study a picture, a drawing of an angel. I was given it by a pupil at a primary school I visited some years ago who told me he'd seen an angel right next to me, so drew me a picture and gave it to me. I keep that picture somewhere I can see it all the time. During the Christmas season, we hear of various angel encounters. In Luke's Gospel, we hear an angel of the Lord appears to Zechariah in the temple, telling him that Elizabeth is to give birth to John the Baptist in spite of her old age. We then hear the angel Gabriel appears to Mary, announcing that mission that she is to give birth to Jesus, God made man. Then an angel appears to the shepherds, telling them about Jesus' birth, before a multitude of angels appear praising God. If we move over to Matthew's Gospel, we hear an angel of the Lord appears to Joseph, confirming the news about Mary's pregnancy and persuades him not to break up with Mary. The wise men, the Magi, after visiting Jesus, here in a dream, they should not return to Herod. Maybe that was an angel, maybe not, it doesn't say. Then an angel of the Lord appears to Joseph again, telling him to take Mary and Jesus to safety in Egypt. Before the angel appears yet again to Joseph when it's time 
for it to be safe to return. So many angel encounters in so short a space of time. And of course, in a church dedicated to St. Michael and all angels, the work and ministry of angels is, I'd suggest, fairly important. In these first chapters of Luke and Matthew's Gospels, we hear, if I've counted correctly, three angel visitations to announce coming births. We hear about one, or maybe two, visits concerning a birth that has happened, if we count the angels praising God as a second visit. And we hear two or three, depending whether it was a dream with an angel or not, concerning the safety of Jesus after his birth. These visits are all those of an angelic messenger passing on a message. Messages which are fairly important to us now as we further explore and develop and grow in our faith. But messages first and foremost, which were concerned with what was happening at that particular time. You are to give birth. Your wife or your fiancé is to give birth. Mary has given birth. Do this to avoid Jesus getting killed. Messages relevant, especially to that moment in time. Each message was passed on, but more importantly, the message was acted upon. Two separate things, hearing a message and doing something about it after an encounter with an angel whose primary purpose is bringing word from God to earth and earth to God while praising and worshipping God. I suppose if one of us was to see an angel today, there might be a temptation to immediately start calling everyone and let them know whether that was before or after taking a selfie with said angel and posting it on Facebook, I wouldn't like to say. It would be amazing, after all, to see an angel. I guess that's what that child in school did all those years ago. But if an angel appeared to you and told you something important that you should do, I wonder what your response would be. Would it be, first of all, phone everyone, text everyone, WhatsApp everyone, put it on social media, well, hey, look, I've seen an angel, and then not act on it? Or, when you've heard this message, start thinking about it and pondering and wondering, well, what do I do now? Or maybe, after receiving this message, you'd eventually think, oh, I'd better do something about that. Wait a minute. He told me to do this. Oh, it's too late now. The time has passed to do this. The important thing, surely, is the message being passed on and acted upon, rather than just a message appearing. It's all very well hearing something, but if we don't take any notice, well, what's gone on? We see this in today's Gospel reading. The shepherds had received an angel, a message, a visit from an angel, who had told them some awesome, unbelievable news 
the Messiah who so many people had been waiting for for so long had been born nearby and they were told you should go and worship him. What's more, then there are all these other angels overhead worshipping and praising God. Then the angels disappear. What should the shepherds do? Post on Facebook and Twitter about the fact an angel had come and say, by the way, there's something about a child being born. It might be the Messiah or something. Of course not. They heard the message. They act on it. They go. They find Jesus. They worship him. And then they go and tell people. Not telling people about the angel visiting, amazing as that was, but about having seen and worshipped Jesus, the Messiah. They receive the message. They act on it. They tell people this amazing, amazing thing which has happened. Likewise, in these other angelic encounters, early in Matthew and Luke's Gospels, the angels pass on a message which is acted upon. If we were to receive a message from an angel or any other communication from God come to that, how would we respond? Would we just ponder it for ages? Would we tell everyone either about the message coming or what the message was and leave it at that? Or would we act on what we have been told, what we have discovered? God does continue to communicate with humanity even to this day, although generally not through angelic encounters. May we be open in our prayers in the silence, in our encounters with other people, in our times of contemplation and wondering and pondering. May we be open to what God might be speaking to us today. And if we do discover something, may we find the strength and faith to respond to these messages makes me think back to the Old Testament, Samuel and Eli. When Eli was advised to say to God, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. May we listen to the promptings of God. And may we then respond to God's call on our lives here and now. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.